Hey guys, welcome to the Speak Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wendley. I am here with a friend of mine, Stephanie Kane from Kane Coaching. Stephanie and I met over 10 years ago. It's been a very long time. Early yeah. in our, yeah, early in our, co- both of our coaching careers. I had probably been coaching a few years before she got out of school. And then she came and worked with us in Lexington and we started to develop a really good friendship and we've worked well together. Watching her career from where we started to where she is now has been an amazing journey. So I'm super excited to have her share all the things she's learned and all the nuggets that she can have and drop in our little ear. So Stephanie, if there's anything you'd like to start with, let us know before we get into these questions. Awesome. Thanks for the intro. You have definitely been an awesome mentor and friend. So yeah. Well, I appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. Um, so you moved to South Carolina from Pennsylvania and you yep. started working at Body Shop in Lexington, which is where we met, which we just said. Yep. And now you have your triathlon coaching business. What was your journey from working with um, us at Body Shop Athletics X to where you are now at Kane Coaching? So it's, a, it's kind of crazy and it's completely in the hands of God, like how things transpired, because I really needed to um, work and get my master's degree mm-hmm. and pay for it. So the hardest thing for me was I wasn't really able to do that at Body Shop with the hours. Um, it was just becoming too difficult. So I was looking for a full-time job, ended up getting a full-time job at a retirement community in West Columbia. And um, so while I was there, I was getting my master's and um, we had this great idea like, okay, I'm a triathlete. I'm doing these triathlons. And what if we started a team at the retirement community? Okay. For everybody that lived there and all the community members, anybody who wanted to join. And um, at first it was just 55 and up. It was so cool. It was going really well. And then um, we decided to make it intergenerational just to add this extra dynamic to the team so that like if you wanted to train with your aunt or your grandma Mm -hmm. or your mom's best friend, you could join even though you're not old enough. And so honestly... It got so big and I had so many people asking me to coach them that I couldn't work full time anymore and coach. And it was such a passion for me. And I had so many people say like, oh my gosh, you you just should do this full time. Like you're really good at it. This is what you're meant to do. Take the leap. And so I took the leap. I quit my job, Mm -hmm. which was huge. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Um, and now I own a coaching business. And so I've coached, um, athletes near and far, but mostly, mostly local, but I do remote coaching as well. Um, but I, I really, I really like to see people and hug people and (laughs) high five. And, um, so that's kind of like, I like, I like local, but I do both. I think local is a dope, a dope space, right? I, I really like local too. But one of the things I want to go back into is, from Body Shop X to the retirement community to Kane Coaching. And somewhere along the lines, you started doing triathlon. So I'm guessing you didn't just hop into coaching triathletes um, out of nowhere. You mentioned you were doing triathlon. So how did you get into triathlons yourself? And then we'll go back to how you got into coaching. Because I'm pretty sure there's a little journey there. The same way that other athletes get into coaching too. They, They 
they somehow experience a positive experience and then they decide that this is how I want to touch people. So let's go, let's start there. Yeah. So when I started working at this retirement community was newly in South Carolina and I was just meeting people, making friends. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers actually said, um, Hey, you're, so you're a runner and a swimmer and that's cool. And he said, my wife's actually going to do a triathlon like next month. And he said, you should do it too. She at least needs to beat one person. And I kind of like, uh, we kind of like laugh, like, yeah. okay, sure. And so I, he gave me his wife's number and I text her and I was like, Hey, listen, I have this old mountain bike. Um, let's you, just maybe you did your first triathlon on a, on a mountain bike. I did like my first three or four on a mountain bike, like a heavy mountain bike. <laughs> so I went out and rode my mountain bike about four miles in my neighborhood. And I was like, cool, I'm good. <laughs> you got it. And this. then the weekend before the race. So I knew nothing about training specifically for a triathlon. Yeah. The weekend before the race, we went to the Y and mm -hmm. Irmo, paid our day fee, swam the same distance, okay. biked the bike course, and then ran the run course, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time you'd gone through a complete race, or I oh, guess yeah. they call oh, it, yeah. is that a brick? Is that what it's called in the triathlon yeah, world? Yeah, it's our first brick training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had no idea what bike shorts were. Like I was wearing my bathing suit and my running shoes and like my old old helmet from like, I don't know, college or something. Probably wasn't even legal. And um, turned out I got second place in my age group and I were there, there were not only two of us. Nice. And I was like, man, like maybe there is something to this. So I just dove in like head first and I wanted to learn everything there was to know about triathlons and training. And so I did a bunch and then I had saved up all this money from babysitting people's kids on weekends. Right. And I spent every penny on a bike and bike shoes and clips and a new helmet and all this gear. Cause you uh -huh. have to have gear. some gear. Yeah. So I did that. And then, um, I started winning my age group and I was doing really well. And, um, and so then I, people were asking me to help them train and I thought, well, Oh, I guess so. I mean, I, I know enough about, about, <laughs> about it now. Body, and yeah. then, um, fortunately, I got the opportunity to become a USA certified um, triathlon coach. Mm -hmm. So I went and I think it's like a three, it used to be like a three or four day conference. And then you have to take a test and prove your knowledge. Right. Um, so I was able to do that. And, um, and I've been training ever since. It's actually been since 2011. Hmm. that I started coaching. Gotcha. So we're going on, going into nine, nine years, going into 10. Yeah. So you were already training people fitness wise. So it almost just molded itself into the right place. Like you were in the right spot, yeah. right time, right passion. And it hit you. It's kind of crazy yeah. how God works, right? It's everything seems to line up and he's Super like, crazy. I got you covered right now. This is where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was already in the industry, in the field. It was just a matter of me learning more about endurance athletes and endurance training mm -hmm. and just the ins and outs. And honestly, like I had a lot of people come alongside me and help me in my journey. Right. And so um, a lot of mentors, a lot of swim coaches that taught me like just these amazing, cool things. And, and really, like I spent a lot of time going to conferences, reading books 
uh, webinars. Just I was so hungry for the knowledge yep. for myself and for others. So it was a really cool thing how it just all came together. Just did you swim? Did you swim prior to moving to South Carolina, or did you pick that I up? I did. Yeah, I grew up swimming. Okay. I did not swim competitively in college or anything like that, but I grew up swimming. Um, wasn't a lifeguard. <laughs> like I know everybody asks me that, like never was a lifeguard, but, um, I did grow up swimming. So okay. I do have a lot of background in Good. swimming. So that was pretty much just picking that up. As soon as you got in the water, you were almost like, yeah, I got this. The only thing that was different, I guess, was the biking. Seeing as that you had a mountain bike, that first bike. Yeah. Yeah. Biking was tricky for me. Biking is still tricky for me because I don't love it as much as I love running and swimming. Like, yeah. I I'm, go through phases. Like, I think it depends on what time of year you ask me what of the three sports is my favorite, what my answer will be. Mm -hmm. But um, biking is still, I think, right now it's currently in third place. Gotcha. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I not the wait. first out of the three. So we've got, no. we've established a solid foundation around how you started doing triathlons and then people started asking you, okay, and then you started working at the retirement community. All right, so let's yep. pick up there from... You're tr you're loving the sport. You've already learned how to how to swim, bike, and run. You've got your certification. Now you work at the retirement community. Let's start a club. Yeah. So uh, we thought, like, how cool would it be? We have all these fit adults mm -hmm. here, fifty five and over, that could totally do this. I mean. The biking, I think, is the scariest part for a lot of people because if you fall off your bike, you're likely going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. um, so teaching good bike handling skills, safety was just paramount. But um, the biggest the biggest challenge was just getting people to actually mentally acknowledge and accept the fact that like, oh, I, I, I can do this. Like you think I can do this. Right. And then it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this <laughs> I can do this for sure. Um, and so we had this team and we went around to local races. We would train for events to go to together. And some people would started to travel around to, in the state and some out of the state. And, all and this so it is, became this really cool thing. And all this is before you actually opened up Kane Coaching. Yeah. So this okay. was before. And so um, it was a it was just really cool to see these folks kind of come into this new confidence of like, I can do this. This uh -huh. is, yeah. I mean, and, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think we did that from 2011 to 2015. Okay. And then that's the year I went off on my own. Um, and I still train and coach there. So we still have a team. Like they right. still have, they're the premier sponsor of the team. It's now inter intergenerational. So um, we have different age groups. So but I thought that was a good idea. Cool. How did you yeah. determine to do this intergenerational concept? Like it's not like that's widespread around the nation. Like, oh, there's an intergenerational team. Let's put them together and put them all, all the generations in one, in one uniform. How does that work? Well, I think so what happens in, in like the aging industry um, okay. and not to sound ageist, but a lot of times we separate them and mm -hmm. like, okay, well, these people are old or seniors or elderly. And we use these terms that make them sound so feeble and weak and like, oh, it's just so different. Mm -hmm. And 
quite honestly, I have people in their 60s and 70s that could kick the butt of a lot of 30-year-olds, maybe even some 20-year-olds. Like I've seen, I have women that are, I'm fairly sure, faster than some of their grandkids. Yeah. Um, so it became this thing of like, why the separation? Why do we need the separation? Isn't it cool if we have these people with a lot of life experience, mm -hmm. some with a lot of athletic experience uh -huh. that come alongside these folks that they have less life experience, less athletic experience, and sort of meld them together and create almost like a mentorship program because right. sometimes like i have p people that have joined that'll say like, well, I've been running since my thirties, but nothing really clicked and I didn't start getting faster until I got a coach. And so Correct. I'm going to stick with you. And that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of value in a coach and we'll also come back to the value of coaching, but would yeah, you, yeah. would you say there's a misconception when people talk about how training, I don't want to, I don't know what the correct term is. Um, Cause you said the aging population or, um, but people with more life experience, like it's, I think there's a taboo idea that you have to be soft and be dainty around it. Um, where there's like, there's classes for them and where they sit down in chairs where really they probably need to get up. Is that a, something you find regularly? Yeah. So I, I think honestly, if you asked a lot of my clients, they'd be like, oh my gosh, she's so mean. <laughs> That's the cool. thing is, if you don't have someone there being mean and pushing you, what are you really going to do? What are you really going to accomplish? And so um, I mean in a safe way with yeah. everybody that I coach. I don't know if mean's the right word. I, I, you <laughs> probably know how to push their buttons to engage them. Like you I have the proper motivation. In a right? safe and healthy manner to do things that they don't think they can do. And so it's kind of, for me, it's very individual with who I'm training. I um, like to do a lot of baseline testing with people mm -hmm. so I know where they are. Um, I like to assess movement. I know you do the same at Body yeah. Shop. You assess people's movements, the functionality of their movements, their strength, their flexibility. Um, so so much of that comes into play. And we, we know for a fact that if we do nothing, the two things that we lose the fastest starting early on our strength and flexibility. Absolutely. So if we take those two bits of knowledge, that's huge in knowing how to train someone of a, um, I guess, greater age than yeah. um, 40, 50, 60, 70. Um, when you're looking at them, some of them have a huge athletic repertoire, like a big, a background, a big background in athletics. And they're very athletic and you can tell by their movement patterns. And then you might get this like 25 year old and go, <laughs> you did not play sports, did you? That was not, they, your, <laughs> that was not your hobby at all. No, I, yeah. I understand. And you're like, you can tell they're hungry for it, but you have to start them in a different place because mm -hmm. their bodies just, just don't have it. Just the movement patterns just not there. So I really focus on pushing people individually yep. regardless of age but one thing i do um do with my older group is a lot of getting up and down off the floor yeah 
Like when we do workouts, we get up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down (laughs) as part of the workout. But I think um, what happens, I mean, even starting at like 50 really is if you don't get up and down off the floor, suddenly you're 70 and you realize you haven't done that in 10 years and or more. And then you're scared to. So that's one thing. We've a couple of uh, my staff and I, a couple of coaches, we've got several, no, I say several, we've got a lot of people, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. And the one thing we've found is like, as a kid, sometimes you'll look at someone who's older than you, who may be even in their thirties and you're like, oh man, that's old. And, or you'll see someone who may not be able to move. And so you might have this idea in your head that once you get 35, 40, 45, 50 years old, oh my goodness, my physical abilities are going to diminish. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be some changes in what you can do uh, based on risk and some other things. But at the same time, we have all these people. uh, We have several 65, 60-year-olds who move, look, and are so much more active than a lot of people in their 35 and 40s. And we look at them and like, they make getting 50 look like a goal. Yeah, like... When I'm 50, I want to be some of my clients just to let you know. And then you probably have the same look at some of yours too. But yeah, it's kind of cool to see that age doesn't really, age is, I guess, a minimal factor in our capacity for physical activity. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But people, in people's minds, it's this massive limiting factor. Oh, yeah. But really, it has so little to do with your actual ability. Yep. It's kind of mind blowing for me. I'm, I'm going like, what? <laughs> I'll never be as fast as so-and-so. Why? Exactly. Why? Tell me why you like, can't. Yeah. Tell and me the, why you won't be as fast. Or we'll get the phone call of, yeah, what can you do with this old yada, yada, yada? And we'll say, how old are you? You know, I'm 38. I'm sorry to tell you, but <laughs> that's not very old. <laughs> and if, yeah. you, if you feel old, I'm glad you called. Let's get you better. Yeah. yeah. Well, Exactly. Like if you're calling me going, well, this 32 year old body, we need to fix that. Like yeah. that's not normal. Mm-mm. You should not feel like that. You should feel good. Yep. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of move off of that. I've really enjoyed that conversation, but yeah, you're a new mother. Yes. <laughs> I know. I feel like a new mom and an old mom at the same time. Like, she has an old we were soul. Like time goes by so fast mm-hmm. and it's like a blink of an eye. But at the same time, I'm like, oh man, sometimes it feels so long. <laughs> <laughs> but that countdown from once you find out you're pregnant to actually having the baby also seems like it's a long period of time. It's about eight years. Yeah. yeah until you have the baby. And that, granted, I did <laughs> not have the baby, but we have two. And I do remember that, oh, we're pregnant. Well, we're about a third of the way when you find out. And okay, it's only going to be six months. Oh my goodness, is the baby here yet? And I can only imagine as a dad, if I feel that way, how much more a mother has to feel that way when. Yeah. Um, yeah. My sister's pregnant right now, and I'm kind of like, she's she's due this summer, and I'm kind of like in that phase of like watching it from the outside, uh-huh. and I'm like, God, like, have you been pregnant for like six <laughs> years? Like, just have the baby. Yep. Did you ever get the question? When's it coming? You're still pregnant? You look yeah. so pregnant. Yeah, you look like you're going to pop. It's like, 
so do you. I mean. <laughs> right. It's like the worst compliment. It's not even a compliment. It's like the most miscon like a terrible misconception about what a pregnant person wants to hear. Like yeah. I, I feel it's like it's like it probably one of the rudest things. <laughs> you like you're gonna pop. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also feel like I'm about to pop. Oh yeah. Like it was funny because I did so much ab work and actually like my doctor early on was like, oh my gosh, your abs, like your, your muscles are so tight. She's like, be interesting to watch that stretch out. <laughs> and of course I'm like, oh my gosh. I've been like, working on these happening? for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it all worked out fine. Good, good. Were there any preconceived notions that you had going into being a mother that you kind of either strengthened or had to throw out? So that's a loaded question. Um, so yes and no, like I kind of knew I was a nanny, so I knew what it was like to have multiple kids that you're responsible for mm -hmm. that are not your flesh and blood, but you love them and care mm -hmm. about them immensely. And so, um, I think just the immense amount of love, the second that you see your child, um, I did not fully understand that. Like I was, mm -hmm. I, the second I saw him, and held him, I was just like, I would immediately jump in front of a speeding train for you. Right. No question. Like, and so I think the, I think I wasn't prepared for that. Just that wash over of like emotion mm -hmm. in that instant. Um, but I was really, I was kind of prepared for the sleepless nights and the exhaustion. Okay. Um, I also had a C-section that was not planned. Oh, and so for me, that was a huge adjustment because I was like kind of thinking six to eight weeks and I'll be back. <laughs> and really, even after 12, I was still in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And um, I, the road back has been and I think will continue to be a challenge. Mm. Um, I've had just some like not serious complications, but I have a hernia. And so like mm. little things like that, just little kind of, kind of like speed bumps along the way right. that I wasn't ready for. I wasn't ready for six months in, like doing a sit up to still hurt. Yeah, that would be hard. And I think, I think the world is kind of harsh on moms. Like, get back, get your body back, do this, start running, get back to it. And really, like, we need to be gentle and kind because one, it's exhausting being a new mom, especially a first time mom. And also sometimes like little things like, I mean, I went back to my doctor and I was like, what is wrong with my incision? Like yeah. something has got to be wrong. And she was like, no, I'm telling you, you need to heal. Like six months is not enough. Mm. You cannot do sit-ups and expect right. not be in pain. And that wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And mentally that was hard for me because I just wanted to get at it and mm -hmm. get back. And how old is your little one now? He is, let's see, 14 months, <laughs> 14 almost 14 months. months. 14 yeah. months. For those guys who are watching, that's one year, two months, just in case yeah. you might not get that. Yeah. <laughs> a little over one. Yeah, a little <laughs> over that? one. Um, so what are some of the milestones you've seen and got to enjoy? Oh, my gosh. So he is repeating a ton of words. He knows a lot of words. Like, it's so funny because he's just in the last couple of days, he'll, like, I'll say something like, it's hot and blow on it and now he'll go hot before he puts um, on his mouth and like just cute. cute things he started walking before one nice so that was kind of exciting like 
I wish that he had just sat down and stayed put a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> he's, real, he's real quick. He's getting into things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's got no fear. Like, we bought a little um, little tyke slide for the backyard. And, yeah. like, day two, he was climbing up the slide by himself. Like, what is that? Up the sliding part? Uh-huh. Not the, not the stair part? Nope. Okay. Up the slide. You got yourself an adventurer. Yeah, yeah. But it's been super fun. And sometimes I take him to coach with me and yeah. he has a blast and my athletes all enjoy having a little mascot. <laughs> it's, and that's pretty cool. I imagine that they're also like, oh, there's a little baby. And it probably changes the mood when you're being a mean coach, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He definitely brings some extra smiles to a tough session. So, all right, let's take this. So you're an entrepreneur. You have your own coaching business. You're yep. a new mother. Yeah. Yeah. Just moved into a house. And so yep. you're putting all this together and I'm sure you're making this work beautifully. So tell <laughs> us about that. I'm trying. I'm trying. The biggest, the nicest thing is like for as many people out there who don't, I guess I should say, don't give grace. There are a lot of people out there that give a lot of grace. And so sometimes like I will, I keep a very rigid calendar mm-hmm. and reminders and notes and on each of my athletes. And so I'm, you know, just make sure this, I know this person's doing their first 50 mile ride tomorrow. And this person has a rest weekend and blah, blah, blah. And so sometimes I'll get like this text on Friday, go like, did you forget my weekend workouts? And I have written down like, check mark next to the weekend workout. (laughs) And so I just appreciate so much just sometimes that grace where mom brain just takes over and I'm going Uh like, no, I didn't, but I wrote down that I did that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. So sorry. So, I mean, for every person that's like, get it together. There are just as many who are like, who may not have it together. Yeah. There's things that are, they give you that leeway to work with and understand. Yeah, exactly. And I know just as many men who have no children that forget things too. So Absolutely. I mean, um, it takes all kinds, but I will say, I think that at least initially mom brain is a real thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll diagnose it. We'll call it that. Call it what yeah. it is. It's mom brain. No, I would probably yeah. get in trouble if I said that. Like, honey, that's your mom brain acting. Oh, sorry. I did not mean yeah yeah um, well i think dad brain might be a real thing too because i mean it's it's exhausting for both parents it can be it can be i'm not going to compare the two because that might get me in trouble but yeah probably (laughs) um how's your husband he's great he's working hard he's done really well at work he's gotten some promotions and he's just like busy and now he has actual like work emergencies and it's oh. so big and so anyway he's awesome good stuff i'm glad to hear that major stud mm-hmm. say that again i'm sorry i said he's major stud major stud jeff you hear that <laughs> you're a major stud something that all guys need to be but um we're coming along the end of our time is there anything specific that you'd like to add or that you we didn't go over that you think might be kind of key for the conversation Oh, I don't know. I think um, just to recap, just to say that age is seriously just a number. Right. It's just a number. It means nothing about your ability or your has no bearing on your goals. I think it's so. a I number. Agree. I agree. If you really want something, 
it doesn't matter whether you're 16 or 86. Um, <laughs> there are plenty of people that start running in their 70s or in their 80s or start strength training and see huge gains. Yep, absolutely. 100% agree with that. And I appreciate yeah. the time that you came in and spent with us on the Speak Strength podcast. Yeah. I hope you guys out there got a lot of information out of the things she said. If you have any questions, you'll be able to get her contact information just below. Uh, there should be a link. And uh, if you have any questions, you can also get her on Instagram at Kane Coaching. Is that right? Yeah, that's Good it. Deal. Is there any email address or anything that you would like? Website? Just go ahead and spit off all your stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so website is www.kanecoaching.net. Email is kanecoaching at gmail.com. And it's C-A-I-N, Kane. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. And we have a Facebook page and we do lots of uh, good, funny, fun videos. We did Sweet. a deep stretch today at noon. So, yeah, I saw that. Um, be fun. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys for watching the Speak Strength podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will see you next time.